Welcome to another episode of Mac and Joe Talk on a Podcast. Hello everyone, thanks for joining us for another exciting episode. We are back here today. We've had an exciting weekend. want to give a quick shout out to everyone that went to Silicon Valley Comic Con. Last weekend, unfortunately, Joe or I could not make it. We had a previous engagement that was a little more important, uh, but we do plan on going back. I know there's a bunch of people from the beer that went to Silicon Valley Comic Con. Jason Momoa was there, Aquaman himself, signing autographs, taking pictures. He was kind of the highlight uh, star that went. So everyone that went to Silicon Valley Comic Con, hope you guys had a great time, obviously. And we are both sad to miss it. Uh, but we both plan on making it next year as well. Um, of course, I'm joined by Joe. Thank you so much, Joe, for being here. As always, we are happy to be doing this. Say hello. Hello, everyone. Happy to be here. I know we're going to be off next week, but we got a lot to go over this week. Um, yeah, let's dive right into it. Let's do it. Um, got a couple questions we're going to get through. Uh, one of these is a, uh, a little more um, new in terms of relativity and things like that. Uh, thoughts on Universal Studios canceling The Hunt uh, for release. This comes, of course, in a very... I uh, want to be delicate about this. A tricky time in our society, um, in our world. Uh, the Hunt, although no one has seen the film, it very much is a... Um, marketed a certain way in terms of people using guns to kill other people and hunt other people of different, um, not religious beliefs, but political beliefs necessarily. And Universal pulled the plug. Now people are starting to speak out against it. There's a large faction that, you know, talk about artistic creativity and artistic freedom, um, not silencing people. Um, filmmakers have come out and said that that's not really what the film's about. It's more of a satire. So they're disappointed that the film's not being released. Joe, do you have any thoughts on this? I know it kind of dropped late in the week, so it's hard to kind of get a full gauge, full picture gauge on it. Um, it's a big topic, obviously. It is. Um, and we really don't necessarily get too political on this show, but um, from time to time something does happen. Uh, there are calls to, a, you know, that begs us to, you know, discuss movie topics. Um, I'm reminded thinking about this particular issue on another issue that I brought up with you on our, on our journey, on our road trip, where I discussed about uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, how Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and many other, many other famous celebrities have come out um, criticizing the portrayal of Bruce Lee in the movie mm-hmm. for various reasons. Some of them, you know, um, we, we don't have to discuss the legitimacy, but it certainly begs the question, um, how much freedom should artists have in whatever they decide to do, whether it's a movie, whether, you know, I know in the Bay Area I've been watching the news occasionally, there's paintings of the people, there's statues, Right. You know, there's all sorts of stuff out there that some people find offensive. And is that reason enough for them to not be seen, heard, watched? Um, I mean, this is a larger debate than this show. I just, it's, it, the way our, the way our, 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 uh, the state of the country is, we're certainly charged one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Um, so I mean, do I, do I am, am I disappointed that this movie's not going to be released? Not really. I mean, I, but it wasn't on your radar. No, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily on my radar, but it's certainly on my radar now that there's a lot of controversy about it. And it makes me, it just, you know, it's, 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 it's a water cooler type talk, talk, you know, yeah, it's certainly a bigger topic than the three minutes that we're giving it. Exactly. Um, but again, as Joe mentioned, this isn't really the type of podcast that we're doing. It's not really the type of platform that we are promoting no. per se. Um, 
I do believe in artistic freedom and artistic license and kind of what that represents. Um, having said that, again, I, I haven't seen the film. Obviously, no one really has. So it's hard to it's hard to gauge whether it is appropriate or not inappropriate. Um, I could, you know, just like any type of art, I could deem something a certain way and someone else could view it a certain way. So if someone views it in a tragic way because of, yes, it's about guns and people hunting other people and it incites things, it may not incite those feelings in me, but it certainly could incite feelings in other people or other people could view it a certain way. So it's a hard, it's a hard barometer. It's a hard line to walk. Um, they've canceled the release. It doesn't mean they're going to just destroy the film. Maybe in a year, two years, maybe they quietly release it on DVD. I mean, who knows? Um, it's just a, a tricky situation, but uh, a few of you actually had kind of brought it to our attention. So we wanted to at least Certainly, certainly an interesting it. topic, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, we're not going to... We're not going to solve this issue, as you said, in a couple minutes. We've discussed it. We're just simply bringing it up, discussing a little bit of our thoughts, giving it its, you know, giving it its 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 appropriate time, and that's that's it. If you, you know, guys we, have any thoughts, we both, obviously, I know I know both you and I have strong opinions. You know, this isn't the time of strong political opinions. This isn't the time or place to be discussing those. We're simply just discussing movies and. And it is okay to have differing beliefs and yeah. political beliefs and things like that. I think that's something that uh, too often is not accepted amongst uh, peers and colleagues and even family members and friends and things like that. And I think it is okay. As long as you're able to have a viable discourse about things, I think that's um, important. Absolutely. Absolutely important. Yep. Uh, otherwise, as, you're just not. As long yeah. as you're respectful. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a good That's a good. Excellent. Time to end that because yeah. I'm not sure how much more we can get into. Uh, HBO did drop a, a teaser promo. Uh, looks massive. Um, HBO has talked about they are going to double their output of original content. Again, a lot of it in terms of streaming wars is what IPs you have and things like that. But a lot of it is just original content, how much original content you're pumping out. Obviously, HBO Max is coming out in a year with everything, so they're pumping out as much original content as possible. They dropped another teaser trailer. Joe, did you have a chance to check it out? Are uh, you – go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it's really kind of – it's not difficult to watch, but they really kind of throw like about a, a dozen or so different shows they're at you. They're just throwing names they're at you. They're just throwing names at you. It's barely even like one second that these shows – Yeah. that these actors or scenes or anything – or even words are on the screen. It's just so a highlight reel, right? Yeah, it's just a highlight reel. It's kind of hard to, to, to pick up on anything concrete. Um, they did show. They, I know there's one show. You're there is one in. show I'm very interested in, and, I, and I, it's kind of a cop out, but I am interested in Ballers. Um, it's been a year since we've seen it, so you know. Um, oh, if you're interested, you're interested. It's um, a good show. The one thing that I wanted to, that I did want to touch on, um, that's the only show that really stood out to me. Like I said, it's kind of a it's a short clips. Um, I am amazed at how many actors and actresses are doing HBO shows, and I think that it is chock full of talent. They are certainly money involved. They are certainly pumping these shows out, and there's no shortage of talent. There's Helen Mirren. There's I mean, there's just countless. I, Mark Ruffalo. There's just countless actors. I, those are just the two that came to mind right. that I remember. Yeah, yeah. But um, it just it further um, solidifies our discussion when we were talking about how the future of television and maybe even entertainment is in streaming services, perhaps. Yeah. And not necessarily movies. People are going to the movies less. Yes. And less. And they're and so maybe actors and actresses are seeing this change and they're acting accordingly. Yeah. So I mean, was there a particular show or two that you had in mind? Um, the Watchmen looks a interesting. Lot. There's a lot. That That's I, what I'm saying. I like a lot on HBO. Um, yeah, you do. You know, I paid fifteen dollars a month for HBO, and to me, it's worth it. Um, there's good stuff I'm watching now. Uh, the last season of Silicon Valley is coming out. I like Silicon Valley. I think it's a good comedy. Uh, Westworld season three mm -hmm. is coming out. That's a big one next year. Yep. But I'm really interested in his Dark Materials. Um, it's from the book series. I don't know much about the book series. Again, I saw the movie. I think we've talked about this before. The movie that came out years ago with Daniel Craig. 
uh, the Golden Compass. Okay, that yeah. book series. Yeah, it's based. Um, it's similar. Yeah, stories. so it's based on the books. They've already said the 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 HBO series is already greenlit for a second season, and it's only going to be two seasons long. They're basically going to finish the books, and that's it. They're not. It's not going to be some long running Game of Thrones style type of series. Um, so again, that idea of it's only two seasons, it's going to be a commitment. I like the actors in it: James McAvoy, Lin Manuel Miranda. Uh, Daphne Keene, it's got some really strong people. Um, so those would be the ones I'm interested about. Westworld and Silicon Valley, because I know them. Obviously, Ballers as well. Um, but in terms of something new, of all the new stuff, like Watchmen and stuff that Joe mentioned, his Dark Materials is the one that stands out the most. So that's what I'm going with. Uh, let us know if there's something you guys have. Joe mentioned the projects with um, you know the Mark Ruffalo limited series. Helen Marion has a new... Yep. Elizabeth series coming out. There's mm-hmm. there's a ton of stuff. There's a Stephen King, uh, The Outsider. There's yeah. there's uh, what else was there? Yeah, I know he mentioned The Watchmen. There's a lot. Yeah, it just was, feels and and they're pumping out a lot of. Um, this uh, is in the next two years. Documentaries. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not all coming out yeah. soon. So yeah, like Westworld won't come out till next year. Mm-hmm. Um, should be good stuff. So that's good. Uh, this is a question that. Um, Probably more for you. I had saved it for a while. Um, Joe's not as huge a fan of these books or the series as I am. Favorite Harry Potter movie or favorite Harry Potter book? Um, I don't think you've read the books. I haven't have read you the books, seen so the films at least? Once, I saw though. the films once, and it was that a was while a, ago. It was about two or three years ago. I watched them probably in the span of a week. I watched like one a day. Um, they were really, really good. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying. You know, but it kind of makes me uh, almost feel like the books can't be better. But everyone who's read the books has said the books are even better than, than the movies because uh-huh. it goes into more detail. Um, was there a particular movie that I liked the best? Um, it's kind of hard for me to pinpoint exactly which one I en- I enjoyed them all. Um, I was really not a weak one. No, I mean, I wasn't movie. really a huge fan of the Deathly Hollows one. I kind of thought, okay. the, I kind of thought the love triangle between Romani, Ron, Hermione and Harry. Yes. I didn't really particularly I care. I love for how me. you just combined Ron and Hermione. You Sorry. Just made it, no, it's, Did it I really made, do Ron Miney. Yeah. It just made perfect <laughs> sense. So Ron. Harry and Hermione. That's going to yes. be trending yes. in the next um, 12 hours. I wasn't a huge fan of the Love Triangle. I thought that was kind of hokey and cheesy. But, I mean, the suspense with, you know, Hag, you know, and obviously you have um, Hagrid who plays a great role. I mean, there's, yeah, there's too many roles to mention. Okay. Um, I thought I thought it was a great series. Um, it certainly had a great twist at the end. Mm. The Deathly Hallows 2. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some great acting. Absolutely great acting. Okay. Um, kind of sad that one of the actors passed away mid-series. They had to replace Dumbledore. Yeah. Um, but uh, who's the guy that plays uh, Voldemort? Uh, Joseph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. Yeah. He, one of the Fiennes. Yeah. He was he was very very good as as. He was a great villain. Yeah. Alan Bottom Carter was the villain. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of great British. British acting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Joe's a sucker for British acting. That's true. That's kind of why I liked it, too. Um, I would say my favorite film is uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, which is the third. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman's first introduction. Um, It's the film that's directed by Alfonso Cuaron. Um, So I'm a fan of his work. Uh, And even in the books as well, years one and year two are good films, good books, but they are really – Setting the stage. They're really an introduction. It doesn't feel like high stakes necessarily. It feels like there's a little task at the end and we have to complete it. Oh, and here's all these things like Quidditch and all these things. And it's kind of introducing the world. Yeah. Year three is really where the stakes kind of grow. You meet Sirius Black. You meet Peter Pettigrew. You meet all these other characters. Um, and the film takes a extremely darker tone than the first two films. So I like that. My favorite book is Half-Blood Prince, which is book number six. Um, Spoiler alert, obviously it's when Dumbledore dies, and that's when you get a lot of revelations with Snape and Dumbledore, and you learn about Harry's parents. Um, So that's my favorite book. Um, Yeah, I think that covers it. 
Um, I mm-hmm. know Harry Potter is still uh, massively, massively important to a lot of people. Uh, massively, and will never probably not be at some point. But let any, us know. Any, any word on a, on a new uh, Crimes of Grin- not Crimes of Grindelwald, but the Fantastic, Fantastic Beast? Beasts? Yeah, they're they're making it. Um, everyone's supposed to be back. I mean, Johnny Depp signed on, and 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 Eddie Redmayne and Jude Law, they're all signed on. Okay, great. I'm not sure how much of an interest there is in it. It did okay. Uh, I know Joe. I liked it a lot. I bought it. I I, I thought it was good. I, I know. Mean, I know. I remember, it wasn't I remember the for review. You. I remember the review. You didn't particularly say you. From what I remember, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. The immediate aftermath. You're the right. The aftermath. You said it really wasn't that good. It, you really it didn't, didn't particularly care for it because you thought it was kind of. It set itself. It set itself up too easily for a next sequel. It's, yeah. It gave itself too many questions. Yeah. It didn't really feel like it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just remember. No, no, that you're absolutely okay. right. Um, I, I did feel that way. I rewatched it. Um, I liked it a little bit more on the second rewatching. I liked watching the first Fantastic Beast along with the second Fantastic Beast together. Um, it feels like it gives a little bit more of a pacing, a little more general idea of where the story's going. Um, I'm still not a huge fan of Johnny Depp in the role. <laughs> But I like Jude Law as young Dumbledore. Absolutely. Um, I like Eddie Redmayne overall. Mm-hmm. I think the idea of the Fantastic Beasts, I think they can kind of hopefully get back to that. Because I feel like they got away from that in the, in the second film. It kind of you know, didn't really deal with Fantastic Beasts as much as the first film did. But I'm cautiously optimistic. Again, if that's the low point of the series, out of this would be the 10th film in the series... That's a pretty high bar that they've set, and it's a pretty quality film that they've done. So maybe if one of them isn't necessarily top, top notch, I'll kind of give it a pass and still kind of hopefully be on board the train. And I still love the books, and I still love going to Universal Studios to ride the rides, and um, still a part of my life. Next up, uh, Joe, I would say give us a Game of Thrones update, but we really haven't had time to watch any. Yeah. I think we watched one episode, and we're still really kind of in the same We did watch space. one episode, that's right. Couldn't tell you what necessarily overly happened in that episode. Well, I, I, I don't vividly remember, but I kind of remember what happened. Um, Jon Snow was climbing the wall. He almost fell down. He, he saved, saves Ingrid. He saves Ingrid. Um, a bunch of the wildlings, or yeah, wild yeah, the wildlings. Yeah, a yeah. bunch of them fall off in the avalanche and they die. Um, I can't remember what happened with uh, Daenerys. If there was anything with Daenerys, I don't think we saw anything with her. The the the, the most from what I remember, it was mostly just Jon Snow scaling the wall. I think we, we did we, we did see a little bit with 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 with. Uh, the one who's crippled. Bran. 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 We can't get it right. We can't get this right. No, it's Bran because Brand. Tyrion's homie is Bran. Oh, that's right. So that's Bran right. is the... That, that yeah. always confuses me. Yeah. Um, I think you're right about Daenerys um, because we had just gotten to her part before. Jon Snow had, had missed... I mean, didn't miss, but he wasn't necessarily moving along yeah. in the previous couple episodes. He so this scaled the wall, episode. and that was the yeah. end of the... Sh- he finished scaling the wall with, like, two other two other guys. Yeah. With Ingrid. With Ingrid. Um, that was how the episode ended. Yes. I can't quite recall what else happened. I don't think it was anything... I don't think it was anything noteworthy. Yeah, Rob's anything still noteworthy. trucking along. Um, Joffrey's still trucking along. Arya and Sansa oh, maybe, still trucking maybe along. That's what happened. What? Sansa. So she finds out about that she has to marry Tyrion. Uh-huh. And she's crying because she sees Littlefinger, uh, Lord uh, Baelish sailing away. Yeah, yeah. And she sees her opportunity to get out of King's Landing yeah. gone. Or I guess that's why she's crying. Yeah, she's still stuck. Um. Yeah, we saw that. So that so that took a interesting turn because Tyrion actually or uh, Tywin actually followed through, and Tyrion actually listened to him. Yeah, so, so he broke the news to he broke the he had to break the news not only to Sansa but to his lady friend. Uh, I don't know her name. 
Oh, Shay? Shay, the, Shay, yeah, Shay. The, his mistress, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, his mistress, yeah. Uh, yeah, but so... But they're really... But I can't remember anything... Yeah, Littlefinger will be back. He's he's obviously not gone oh. for a long time. Um, we're going to get some major resolution on some major characters okay. at the end of Season 3. Again, what's going to happen with Rob? Rob needs to make a choice. Theon is still kind of, you don't know yet. He's getting, still getting tortured. But that's going to pay off huge. And viewers that are listening know that that's going to be a huge payoff. Well, don't, don't, don't spoil um, it for me. And the Rob payoff is going to... Rob, that... Rob's been chilling for basically all of season three. He has to go on the offensive now at some point. Um, Cause Tywin's basically winning at this point. So we'll see. Uh, but we'll let you guys know. Yeah. We'll probably watch an episode in a couple of days. We'll figure it's something out. It's been a busy, busy work week. It's been crazy. At the start and with our uh, trip. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll connect we'll, you guys. We'll, yeah. We'll definitely jump back on the train soon. Uh, last one, due to Netflix releasing the special Rocco's Modern Life. I don't know if Joe ever watched Rocco's Modern I Life. I did. It wasn't my favorite. Okay. So Netflix just released a quick, like, 40-minute special. I don't know if it was to see if there was interest in a revival or not. But it, it's a good question of which, which Nicktoons did you watch and which is your favorite? Any interest in seeing any any revivals of any kind? Or are you just kind of past it? Uh, I would say I'm kind of past it because it's been about, I don't even know if Nickelodeon is still on the air. It's on the air. Okay. Well, I didn't, you could have fooled me. Um, well, there's nothing you would probably watch. That's my it, point. So. I don't think there's anything that, anything that they could revive that I would be interested in watching. I don't okay. know. What, 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 did you have anything you wrote down? I, I, I shows that I, I did watch. Um, which Nick shoes well, you, did I watch? Okay, okay. I put uh, Doug. I uh, put Rugrats. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. I said, did you? Which Nick tunes did you watch? And which is your favorite? I thought you were asking, do I have an interest in seeing a revival? I would say no, okay, because I'm in my mid thirties. Um, but I did watch Doug. I did watch Rugrats. Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Um, Rocco's Modern Life a little bit. But it wasn't my favorite. Okay. Um, I used to like the, I don't know if you call them live action, but the actual TV shows that had kids in them, not cartoons. Okay. So it wasn't, are you, are you strictly talking about animated cartoons? I mean, any, uh, any, any Nickelodeon shows. Because I used to love Salute Your Shorts. I don't even, I don't think I watched it. And Hey Dude. No, I didn't watch any of those. Oh, that's disappointing. Anyway, yeah. someone out there, please give a shout out if you ever watched Salute Your Shorts. I used or to hey. watch like the Double Dare show. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Like Double Dare. Um, yeah, Brennan Stimpy was my favorite. Um, and I think I I rewatched Brennan Stimpy a couple years ago. Um, and it's a little more than just kids' humor. Like, it's a little more adulty. So maybe that's why I like it so much. That would be the only one that I would actually kind of have an over-interest in, in getting a new series of. But we'll see. Um, let's hop into some, some news though, Joe, we, we've gotten through some good questions, uh, box office, a lot of films open this week. Good boys was the big winner though. And you saw it. I did saw it. Good boys, um, scored $21 million domestically. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it was only a $20 million budget. Again, comedies, not always, but in general cost a lot less than, Big action, right? They're just not relying on CGI. It's not relying on these stunts sequences, right? It's very much just if the film is clever, if the script is clever, you have good acting. It's relatively cheap to produce, like horror films, relatively cheap to produce. Okay. Um, now, I liked now one, it a lot. One second. Now, one second. Yeah. I was going to say, before you actually tell us whether you liked it or not, mm-hmm. I did watch a trailer about, about it recently. The person this it was from the creators of Sausage Party. Mm-hmm. Super bad. Yeah, it's this, it's Point Grey. So and it's Seth Rogen, what Seth else? Rogen uh, the interview. Yeah. Um, so all like Pineapple of, Express. Yeah. So all of these before. all of these movies you really liked. Yes. So did you like Good Boys? I did like Good Boys. I thought it was very funny. It was very clever. Um, but again, like a lot of these films that that come from Seth Rogen. There, there is a heart to the film um, in terms of, like, it's about these three boys in sixth grade who, I'm not spoiling anything because it's in the trailer, who who are invited to this party for the first time as middle schoolers, basically, and they don't know how to kiss a girl, and it's, you know, and, and yes, they, they 
do all these dumb, stupid things and find themselves in these ridiculous predicaments with drugs and the law. And, and it's, it's very much like laugh a minute type of thrills. But again, at the end, it's really much about these three friends and kind of their connectivity. And, and you see that a lot, especially in other, you know, like a film we're going to talk about later, super bad. Like it's really, it's hilarious, but it's about, especially those two friends that are, it's really about their story. I think that's, you know, you can make, there's a bunch of silly movies, right? Where they're comedies where it's just slapstick humor and gross jokes and, you know, over the top type of antics. But if there's no heart to the story, if there's no overlying appeal to the story, it's just joke after joke after joke. And that's not, eventually that gets tiresome. Okay. So I liked good boys so, because it, it was not my favorite Seth Rogen okay, film. It's but, not there, but I did like it. But yes. so will you admit that I at least somewhat have an idea of what movies you might like? Cause sure, I, cause, I like the Seth Rogen because you yes. were like, because you were like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna like this. It looks kind of dumb. I don't really know. And I was like, no, it's Sausage Party, Night Before, Super Bad. It's right up your alley. Okay. So do you want credit? On I do airwaves? want credit. Way, I do want credit, Joe. You've earned credit. All right. Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you. Uh, it was also the biggest August comedy debut of all time. Uh, for the film, so it's looking very good. Seth Rogen has a point gray, so Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, they they have a good track record in terms of films. Um, a lot of them only know them as those type of films, but they have branched out to other things, like The Boys on Amazon Prime, Preacher on AMC, so they have done some other things. Um, but I, I am a Seth Rogen fan. I, he was kind of that generation of comedy I grew up in. Um, so I, I did enjoy it. Um, other, only other box office news worthy of note is Toy Story 4 has now crossed a billion dollars. Disney has now broken its own record of previously having four films cross the billion mark from 2016. They now have five in 2019. Six, if you count Spider-Man Far From Home, which you can't, but you can in the same sense. And of course, there is Frozen Two. No, you can't. You can't. That's not Disney. You probably. can't. But it's a it's a it's Disney studio least, that made it. It's the least. Uh, Frozen Two and Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, they're, are still they're to easily come. gonna they're easily gonna cross the. So Rise of Skywalker. Do you think Rise of Skywalker easily will? Well, I think Frozen. Two I think will. Frozen Two easily will. I'm not sure how how much. I want to say yes for Skywalker, but we're still not sure how much. <clears throat> how much of that bad taste is still in people's mouths from Last Jedi yeah, or Last yeah. Solo? There's um, some other news. CBS Viacom merger has been finalized. Again, we're in the age of capitalism to its fullest in terms of studios. So Viacom was Paramount, MTV, Nickelodeon, Comedy Central, a couple of others. So now CBS owns all of it. CBS already owns Showtime, uh, CBS All Access, and things like that. So CBS is trying to acquire as many assets as possible. It feels like most of them are TV channels. But, of course, Paramount Pictures still owns some viable film properties. Um, what is noteworthy of this is now uh, Star Trek Television and Star Trek Film are now under the same roof. Previously, CBS Television owned Star Trek and Paramount Films owned Star Trek the film. So now they're under the same roof. Does that mean they combine them? I have no idea. But that's the biggest IP that they have. Uh, Disney... I talked a little bit about this last week. Disney is now considering pulling new mutants um, for several reasons. One of them, they had some test screenings that Disney executives did not like. Um, Dark Phoenix, we talked about this before, failed to outgross in its entire run the opening weekends of the seven previous X-Men movies. So that includes like your Logans and your Deadpools and things like that because those are considered. I still never think we're going to see new mutants on the screen. Disney still has its on its release schedule. Joe, are you are you changing sides or you just don't think it's going to happen? I don't really have an interest at this point. Yeah. I I can't imagine. The, I think the X-Men properties are going to be on a tight leash considering Dark Phoenix failed to perform. Yeah. Last bit of news on Disney, uh, Harry Styles – uh, One Direction has declined the role of Prince Eric and Little Mermaid. 
He was the front runner. He was offered. At first, I'm glad you told me who Harry Styles is because I didn't have a freaking clue. He is a singer. He's a singer. Since when is sing? Well, I guess he was in Dunkirk. Actually, that was his first role. Um, he that was, was that was the guy in Dunker. The yeah, he was the young the young one, the young male, the yeah. young male. Um, that was his. He was the lead in that story, and that was his first film role because that was really good. Um, so he he's mostly known as a singer, but he um, has started to branch out into acting and things like that. Gotcha. Um, but he's once you go Christopher Nolan, you don't go back. Uh, I don't think that's it. Um, Maybe he's got a taste of good directing. He doesn't want to settle for some. Second-rate Little Mermaid Disney movie, I think. You think? Maybe, maybe. I mean, do you have a fact to back that up, or are you just no, spitballing? I'm just spitballing. Okay, that's what I thought. Because Christopher Nolan's just a masterful director. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some other news that cropped up at the end of last week that I didn't write down. Uh, Chad Stahelski, who was the director of John Wick 2 and John Wick 3, is going to be helping Warner Brothers do some reshoots on Birds of Prey. So they're going to apparently do some ac- action sequences is kind of what he's coming in for. So that gives me a little bit more hope for Birds of Prey because I love the action sequences in John Wick 3 especially. So he's coming in to beef up the action acting sequences. Um, and this broke at the end of last week, and this could tie into D23. There's an article on Fanboy Planet right now about it. Um, Ewan McGregor is rumored to oh, be coming back that. as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, we discussed. Not in a Disney film, but in a Disney Plus series. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is interesting for several reasons. Again, there was oh, there was talk of an Obi-Wan film previously, like Boba Fett, like mm-hmm. the Boba Fett film, and then the failure of Solo yep. kind of derailed yep. all of that. Yep. Um, and then we hadn't heard anything. It's, it's, it can't be a coincidence that it's dropping right before d23 again a lot of these things kind of come out negotiations and things like that um but if you mcgregor rocks on that stage later this week and he's announces ob1 uh people are gonna go ape shit so um i'll be there if it happens but i'm i'm hoping for it. it no one's come out and denied it um usually if if there's crazy casting or crazy things like that someone will come out and deny it and they haven't denied it, but they haven't confirmed it so my guess at this point, it looks like they're waiting for D23 to officially announce it because that's where you will. But all signs point to yes. Um, that time of the month, we're going to give some recommendations. Uh, it's film recommendation time of the month. Joe, you always give some great film recommendations. Would you like to go first? Or would no, you, like you me go, to go for it. Go for it, buddy. <clears throat> okay. Um, I teased it a little bit earlier, but I, I tried to pick a film kind of relevant to what's happening now. So I picked Superbad, again, because it opened around this time in 2007. It's one of Seth Rogen's first writing credits as a um, – when he kind of broke in, it was the same year as Knocked Up. Um, so that really was kind of Seth Rogen's big breakout year. Uh, starred, obviously, uh, Michael Sarah, who made a big jump from TV when he was on Arrested Development. Uh, to film it was jonah hill's really kind of first breakout role uh and a lot of people forget this it really was emma stone's kind of first breakout role uh as well all three of those have gone on to kind of do lots of big major things it also comes from the comedy house of judd apatow who was kind of in charge of a lot of these early films like knocked up 40 year old virgin um kind of helped burgeon these careers of like james franco seth rogan jonah hill um they all kind of came up together kind of through um and again Yes, there's tons of it's jokes a minute. It's funny. It can be gross. It's about high schoolers and what you do in high school and some of the stupid stuff you kind of get in. McLovin, it's a great character. The cops are great. Bill Hader's great. Um, but again, at the crux of the film, the crux of the story is the friendship of the two friends. Um, you know, and it's scary for the Jonah Hill character, kind of afraid to lose his friends. He's going away to college. But kind of realizing that it's not about losing the friend, it's about cherishing to the time that you had with that friend um, through. And I think that kind of shines through. So super bad. 2007, Greg Matola, uh, director. That's the film that I chose. Go ahead and give me what you got, Joe. Um, quick question, Mac, before you uh, uh, grab a drink of What's water. Uh, did you do your fantasy draft? I did. Okay, how'd it go? One, um, one of them I feel really great in. The other one's a keeper okay. league, so I didn't do that good at it. Okay, all right. Well, I chose a movie that really uh, references the National Football League. 
kind of in a different light. Um, I ended up choosing a movie that I thought was one of the best performances of Will Smith's career, and it is 2015. It's not that rec- it's not that uh, long ago this movie came out. Uh, the movie Concussion. Um, it wasn't it wasn't a outstanding movie by any stretch of the imagination, but I did think it was an amazing performance. The best of his career that I've seen to this point. He got a nomination, right? He didn't for, get. He didn't get didn't. nominated. For you think of, it was better than when he played Ali? I haven't seen Ali, but okay, Ali is so good. This one was really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, I even read a book that was based off of this story before I saw the movie because I wanted to read a uh, the story about the doctor that he plays. He plays a real life doctor, and his name was Doctor Bennett Omalu. And he basically was one of the first uh, doctors to discover a connection, um, a long-term effect uh, connection between concussions and brain injuries and, mm-hmm. and uh, dementia and things like that. And CTE, right? They called it. He, he, he's the one that came up with CTE, yes. Okay. Um, no one had really come up with that yet. Um, but it stars Will Smith, Alec Baldwin, Albert Brooks. Um it was. I think it's a really, really good story. It does get a lot of backlash because it doesn't paint the NFL in a good light. Um, yeah, they tried to like they they talked down about it a absolutely. little bit, and they. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's. I don't. It's not an outstanding movie. It's not going to be in my top ten, but I do think it's one of Will Smith's best performances. You did mention Ali. I have not seen that. I would highly. If you're a Will Smith fan, I would highly um, recommend Ali. I think. Out of the movies I've seen, most of the time he kind of, I don't know, like the roles he plays weren't really that great. Some of the movies, uh, like Seven Pounds or whatever it was, and Hancock and things like that. Wild Wild West is your favorite Wild, movie? Wild Wild West. Like this was, this was early in his career, so I, I get it. But this was where, this in this movie, he really, really shines as an actor. There are times where I really don't even realize it's him, and he doesn't really have a whole lot of makeup. It's just his acting skills yeah so i thought he was amazing and it really disappointed that he wasn't nominated or at least for nominated for an academy award but i know it did win some golden globes um it's a good movie yeah i'm not not my favorite movie but i thought it was fitting considering the football season is upon us yeah a couple weeks yeah um good great choice played tonight i think they won actually uh, they they won. Um, I didn't watch the game because it's preseason and oh, no one yeah. cares about the Niners. That's true. But on on social media, it was. I know that this is everyone wants to hear. It was trending. Jimmy Garoppolo threw like a pick on his first drive, oh, his beautiful. first play, and it's like his first game back. <laughs> um, doesn't matter. Niners are awful. So <laughs> go Giants. Um, we got a bunch of not a bunch. We got some couple, new trailers. Couple of trailers, yeah. Um, this is a film. The first one, I'm very excited to see. Yeah, this is definitely uh, this definitely screams Mac all over. It. Greta Gerwig's Little Women. Uh, Greta Gerwig. This is her second film. Um, she directed Lady, Lady Bird, Bird, which yep. came out a couple years ago. This reunites her Lady Bird star. Uh, Saoirse Ronan is back. Uh, Emma Watson is in it. Florence mm-hmm. Pugh is in it. Timothy Chalamet, who I think is. Wonderful. And your favorite actress of all time. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. She's amazing. Um, been nominated, I think, like 16 times or something. This is pretty she amazing. She hasn't won 16 times. She has not. She can only she only won like four or five. <laughs> She's still winning that category, too. Uh, Little Women's going to be released basically right around Christmas. This is 100% an Oscar type of film. Um, I think it will get a lot of Oscar buzz. Um, I talked about this last week. Uh, or the week before, how I'm a little summer movied out at this point with a lot of big action, kind of big stunts and all that stuff. So I'm excited to kind of get into new films and things like that. Um, and Little Women is oh, a this film, is a new film, new film in the sen- new style of film in okay, the sense okay, of it's right. not it's not just going to be a, another Hobbs and Shaw and another John Wick. I like no, those but films, it's, but it's a, it's a new film. Joe apparently doesn't have any interest in seeing it. Well, okay, in the way he's I'm not. I, about it. I don't know. But there aren't many period piece. Is that what you would call this movie? A period piece, Victorian, yeah. old. It's a period piece. Old English, English time frame. It's a period piece. Okay, it's I'm not a huge fan of period piece movies. There are a few that I have in my collection. One of them being Amadeus, but that is, of course, um, Amadeus just celebrated an anniversary. That was an amazing movie. 
Um, that's one of the very few period pieces that period yeah. piece movies that I enjoy. Um, but this definitely, I know it catches your eye. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to say? No, I mean, I, I it's 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 anticipated. A lot of people have it on their most anticipated list. Again, I, I not everyone follows Oscars and things like that. I personally like watching those shows and and like seeing who's going to win and things like that. I think this is a film that sets itself up as an Oscar type of film. I've never read the book, Little Woman. I You've know you've never read the book. I've never read the book as an English major. I know I've never That's read the funny. book. Um, I know what happens. But I have never read the book. Maybe this will inspire me to read the book. Okay. Who knows? We also got a first trailer for a Netflix for a new Netflix movie. Eddie Murphy in Dolomite is my name. Did you see the trailer, Joe? I did. What did you think? I actually think this is a okay. Lately, or at least I would say probably his past five films, including like. Big Mama's house, not Big Mama's house. Yeah, it's Martin Lawrence. Yeah, um, he's done some pretty. Eddie Murphy has done some pretty abysmal movies in my that I that I can't really recall because I never saw him and I chose not to care yeah. to see him. Um, and he disappeared for a while. He yeah, didn't, he didn't do this any actually looks like a good movie, and he looks like he's really. It's like kind of a. It's a biopic of sorts. Well, I wouldn't say yeah, it's it is. It's based it off is. of a true story about yeah. some about some comedian Dolomite. I guess this is. I guess that was. I guess yes. that, I've never heard of the guy, but it looks like an interesting movie. It's got some pretty good actors, other than Eddie Eddie Murphy. The trailer looks like he's on point, and um, one of his one of the movies that I like that I enjoy the best. Uh, one of one of his one of my favorite movies that he's in. Is uh, Beverly Hills Cop? I believe that's it, right? He's in Beverly. Yeah, he's yeah. absolutely in Beverly Hills Cop. Um, that was one of his breakouts. Yeah, no, that's it. We don't have the license to that. I didn't watch the sequels, but I'm saying like he was actually really, really good in that role, and he looks like he's he maybe the maybe the the layoff. The layover or whatever. I'm, I'm sorry. Help yeah, me. no, I mean, the, the did, him, did him well because this looks like it looks like a good. I think it looks like a good movie. Again, you're talking about counter programming. You're talking about movies that I I don't know if it's going to be a war contender. I'm not saying it will be, but it's definitely not a summer blockbuster. Right. And I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And it's on it's on Netflix. So it's going to be readily available whenever it does drop. Oh, I know why I'm interested in it too because it's directed by the, it's directed by Craig Brewer who directed Hustle and Flow, which is another great movie. I think Craig Brewer is for the second no. film, Coming to America Two. No, who directs Coming to America Two? I don't know. Okay, I think that's Craig Brewer also then. Okay, maybe he's but doing both. I I could be wrong though. So Craig Brewer is directing Dolomite is my name. Okay, interesting. Um, Dolomite is a comedian apparently, as Joe hinted at. I don't know much about it. Apparently, yeah. he is one of Eddie Murphy used to idolize him okay. um kind of one of his things so he had worked from what i read he had worked um on worked for a while to get the rights to working with the family the estate of the dolomite um the dolomite estate to kind of get the rights um so it feels like it's going to be a very a self-reverential film in the sense of it's not going to just be a comedy, right? It's going to be more and of that's, a and that's, paying homage to this yes, person. And that's why I think it interests me so much because it's not going to be just him making goofy faces. It's not going to be Nutty making, Professor 3. Yeah, it's not going to be – that's the movie I was thinking of, Nutty Professor. He's made other movies True, that were just as bad. Probably worse. Probably. Yeah, worse. Yeah. Um, Dr. Doolittle. I liked Doctor Doolittle. The first one was good. You don't know why. I don't know why. I'll he did never, one where he was like a giant guy. Never like, forgive Eddie Murphy because he made the Haunted Mansion movie. Yeah, that was abysmal too. It's my favorite ride. That and, was abysmal. But this yeah. looks good because, like, because of the same reasons you said about Superbad. If you can mix a little bit of humor with a serious story and with some good acting, mm-hmm. if you balance the two, that's what this looks like. To me, and from the trailer, it looks pretty good. Okay. Uh, quick follow-up. We don't have to have a discussion about it. Um, Eddie Murphy's looks like he's making a comeback of sorts. Uh, Eddie Murphy, along with the main cast, are returning to, are returning for Coming to America 2. Um, this is a 20-plus years after the original. 
Didn't um, see the original. Coming to America is, yeah, I did. Coming to America is actually my favorite Eddie Murphy film uh, of all time. I like Beverly Hills Cop a lot. Um, I, I just like Coming to America, the first one. Um, I'm not going to count Shrek because I don't think that really counts. But Shrek, I guess Shrek would be my favorite Eddie Murphy film. But Coming to America is my favorite um, Eddie Murphy film. I'm not sure how I feel about Coming to America 2. Again, I'm not a, a discounter of sequels, but this is going to be yeah, 20, 20 something years later. Well, um, and Mary Poppins so, was like 50 years, and you saw that. So did you. Yeah, uh, regrettably. I'm not sure what your um, point was. My there. point is, you can't just say that because it's 20 years later that it's going to be a bad sequel. I didn't say it was going to be bad. No, I but said you it was said hesitant. Okay, I'm, I'm hesitant. Mary Poppins it. is like twice, almost three times that long, and you saw that. Yeah, but wrong. it's not like Julie Andrews isn't walking out playing Mary Poppins again. Like, it was okay, a fair new enough. person. Well, that's different. That's so, because she's she had surgery. She can't really sing much anymore, and she's obviously aged. Yes. Anyway, great. Just making the point that you're a little more optimistic about sequels than I am. And point you made. Uh, last trailer we got. Um, this is a holiday film, romantic yep. film of sorts. Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones. I didn't make the connection is... until I finally googled who Amelia Clark was, and I said, "And I said Khaleesi." So yeah, you've only seen Amelia Clark as a younger Amelia Clark in Game of Thrones because season one and season two are like. 2010, 11, so this so obviously... This actually looks like a, a pretty interesting... I w- I'll check it out. So Paul Feig is the director who's directed uh, Bridesmaids. It uh, looks kind of like a cute, funny movie. A Simple Favor, which I really liked last year. Uh, Henry Golding, who was in A Simple Favor, Crazy Rich Asians, is the male lead. But this really looks to be like Amelia Clark's film. She has done some film work, like she was in Solo, things like that. Um, but she's, she was she was she was uh, Kira in Solo Star Wars Story. She was she was um, interesting. Yeah. So if you didn't if you hadn't watched Game of Thrones, yeah, seen I didn't Solo, know who she was. You would just she was an actress. Um, so she has done some film work, but again, just like all the other Game of Thrones actors, they're mostly been doing Game of Thrones. Gotcha. So who knows? Maybe this could be a big movie break. I don't uh, see it we'll being see. a big hit at the box office, but. She looks I'm pretty check charismatic. I'm she looks funny. Yeah. I like her as an actress. Again, she's got the British accent, so uh, she won me over. Um, she didn't have to try to do anything. No, but she looks like she's act. She, she, she like looks she's, good in it. She looks like she's. She seems like she's a good actress. She's like, good. She's pretty talented. So I'm, and I'm you're and again, you're on season three of Game of Thrones. Daenerys only only gets better. Yeah. Um, just like her dragons, it only gets bigger. Um, D23 is coming up, Joe, in a couple days on Thursday night. I'm going to be spending the night on a cold floor in Anaheim. Hope and you bring I, a pillow. And I am... And uh, a sleeping bag. And I am excited to do so. Um, so I'm excited about it. I'm leaving, in so, a, I'm leaving in a couple days. I'll be in Disneyland. I'm going to see Galaxy's Edge. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is the expo. Do you have a question? No, What's I was going to say... we. We're gonna run through these because yeah, we'll just. I don't really have much to contribute because this is kind of your baby. The D three yeah. is kind of your. So last your week show. we went over the panels, um, some panels that I was interested in. Um, so it's just like Comic Con or any other expos or things like that. There's gonna be big. There's a big show floor. Again, what's unique about this show floor is it's gonna be very much all things Disney and Disney related. So there's a, a couple big um, show floor booths and locations and things like that. Walt Disney Animation and Pixar are, have a combined booth. Um, they're going to have some displays, including Frozen 2 and Onward. Apparently, they're going to have a photo spot for Onward. Onward is the new Pixar film coming up with uh, Tom Holland and Chris Pratt, and it has them in the van. You saw them in a van. Apparently, there's going to be a life-size van where you could take a photo op inside the van. Uh, Disney Parks is going to have one. Um, it's going to mainly feature Tony Stark's new Avenger training hubs at Disneyland, Disneyland Paris, and Hong Kong Disneyland. Again, I think the the park presentation is going to be very much Avenger-centric, so this is going to be something cool. The big, big one is from the archives. Uh, which is the Heroes and Villains, the art of the Disney costume. It's going to feature 79 costumes from six decades of Disney costuming history. 
that's pretty cool. Um, I've seen some um, some of the stills, so it's it's stuff like the Maleficent one that Angelina Jolie wears, things like that. So it looks cool. There's going to be a Lucasfilm um, booth, and it's going to be the evolution of the Star Wars Stormtrooper costume. And it's apparently going to have Stormtrooper costumes from every single Star Wars film. And it's going to show the evolution, including Episode Nine, where there's going to be red Stormtroopers in Episode Nine. So it's going to show new uh, Stormtrooper costumes. Marvel Studios is going to be there on the panel. Marvel Studios has been very coy about what they're showing, what they're doing. Um, so they didn't. They, if you look at the Marvel Studios um, description, it very much says nothing. <laughs> they're being very coy about what they're going to show, if anything. This is the big one. Hulu, ESPN Plus, and Disney Plus are going to have a combined uh, panel booth. Um, I talked about this before. They said they were going to have a special offer. They recently announced today what that special offer was. The special offer is if you sign up for Disney Plus during the expo, you get the price. Um, so it's normally $69, about $70 per year, or it's $8 per month or something. I don't know, $6 okay. per month or something. Um, if you sign up for Disney Plus during the expo, you get it for $23 off. You get it for $43 per year. I'm max signing up right now. Uh, I'm going to sign up the first day. Um, and you have to be at the expo to do it. You get a, a special pin or something. Um, again, it's just to get business, get people in the door. So um, if you're going to D23 and you have an interest in signing up for Disney Plus, um, you're not going to beat that. It's already cheap to begin with, uh, but you're not going to beat that offer. Uh, Disney on Broadway has a booth there. Last time I was there, they did kind of the same thing. They have a virtual reality type of um, setup. Um, Disney on Broadway has Lion King, Frozen, and Aladdin. Last time I was there, I did Lion King. You put on the VR goggles, and it very much looks like you're on the Broadway stage. And it kind of sets you up as like when the song is over, and the audience kind of gets up and claps. So you can see the audience, but you look around, and you see everything else on the stage, all the other actors the sets and costumes looks very, very cool. Um, Walt Disney Television also is going to be there. They're going to have some Talent Central, um, some photo ops and things like that. Uh, National Geographic, Beneath the Blue, an, inter- an interactive underwater journey. That seems very cool. I don't know much about it. And there's going to be an Inside the World of Avatar. Again, now that Disney owns Avatar. And it's going to have costumes and designs. Um, James Cameron has it. Not going to be there, I don't think. Um, but apparently he helped curate this kind of little mini museum um, set up. So it should be very, very cool. So that's all. Um, obviously, Joe mentioned before, we won't be on next week. That's because I will be at D23. But pay attention to the website, fanboyplanet.com. I'll be posting uh, daily. Some other contributors from Fanboy Planet will be there. They'll be posting from what they go. And then, of course, when I come back, um, whether it's two weeks or three weeks, whenever we get back on, um, I will, of course, uh, recap everything from D23 that you might have missed. Anything on there that looks particularly interesting to you? Joe, there's a lot, obviously. I'm just yeah. kind of throwing it at you. Um, I mean, I don't know that the Hulu ESPN plus Disney plus presentation is cool. Mm-hmm. It's going to be more just an informative thing, I guess, and they're doing promotion. So, I mean, I don't know that there would be much there to see. Per se? Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's not like, I mean, unless they drop some new content, but they've already kind of said what Disney Plus content is going to have. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think the Marvel Studios panel or the Marvel Studios booth will be the most interesting considering they really don't, It's they're very hush-hush about what it's going to be. Yeah. So it's going to be probably, hopefully a pleasant surprise for you. That sounds interesting. The evolution of the Star Wars Stormtrooper costumes, that sounds cool too. Yeah. You know, just, just check all the costumes. I know when we one of the one of the interesting parts of the Warner Brother not to jump to a different studio. When we went on the Warner Brothers studio tour in uh, Burbank, mm-hmm. one of the neatest uh, booths or rooms stops that they had the, stops yeah. was was the costumes. Yeah. Um, obviously, seeing all the Batmobiles was very cool, and the, and the cars. Um, right, it's but, right in front of you. But the costumes were very close second. Yeah. So co- seeing actual costumes is always neat. Yeah, it's going to be cool. I'm excited. Um, I'm of course I'm excited for the panels, and that's what I'm most excited about. But 
in between the panels and things like that, I'm going to be uh, hitting up some of these booths and taking a bunch, a bunch of pictures because that's what I do. So that's it. Uh, we're going to end on theme parks, last but not least. Yep. Um, this this news will make Joe happy. Absolutely. Joe's a fan. Huge um, fan. The Main Street Electrical Parade is back at Disneyland, and it runs through September 30th. It's been 47 years since its debut performance in Disneyland. Um, of course, just like anything at Disneyland, um, anything, all the parades kind of vary up. They don't have the same ones all the time. Smartly. The Main Street Electrical Parade has been all over to all five Disney parks. Um, but whenever it does come back home, it usually comes once every 18 months or so, maybe once every year. I, I don't have the specifics on that, but it's always kind of a special time. Um, I saw the Electrical Parade two years ago, 2017. Last time I was there for the expo, I actually saw the Electrical Parade. Um, it's a, it's very, very Didn't cool. Didn't they update it? Yes, they, they have new, um, so there's like some additions like from Pixar and things like that yeah. and some additions. But yeah. there are still the classic characters and things like that. Um, so that's very, very cool. Very cool. Um, we talked about this last week. Marvel Comics is celebrating its 80th anniversary. So along with D23, where they're celebrating Marvel Comics, there's eight ways you can celebrate a Disney California adventure. Uh, someone tipped me off to this article um, that they actually wrote, so I thought it was very, very cool. Um, there's eight ways you can celebrate Marvel right now in Disney California Adventure. The first one is an obvious easy one, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. It's one of Joe's favorite rides at Disney California. Absolutely. It's a fun, fun ride. Uh, number two, there are specialty items to eat uh, throughout uh, Disney California Adventure, including, Joe, what's your favorite thing to eat at Disney California Adventure? The boudin bread. Yeah? What's, uh, what's the specialty shape that they normally have of boudin bread? Round baguette. So they have like a Mickey Mouse shape, right? Oh, Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Then what are they going to have? Shields? They have a Groot-shaped sourdough bread. A Groot-shaped baby Groot? I don't know. It just says Groot-shaped. So <laughs> August 23rd, September 2nd. Sourdough bread. You can get Groot-shaped sourdough bread. I don't know if I'm going to get it's it. so delicious. I'm definitely going to walk by and take a picture of a Groot-shaped bread, though. Um, in Hollywoodland, um, where, where there is Monsters, Inc. the Ride mm-hmm. and... Uh, Mickey's Philharmonic and all that stuff. There is a bunch of photo opportunities, um, most notably Black Panther and Spider-Man. In the Collector's Warehouse, which is the gift shop for Guardians of the Galaxy, there is going to be special limited-time merchandise celebrating the 80th anniversary of Marvel. Inside the warehouse, inside the store, it's normally just Guardians of the Galaxy-related stuff, but now it's going to be kind of all Marvel limited edition stuff. Cool. Um, Throughout the park as well. Um, you can always find Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and take your picture with them. But now, um, during certain times, Mickey and friends will be cosplaying as their favorite Marvel superheroes. So Mickey Mouse will be walking around the park dressed as Captain America. I think that's very, very cool. Uh, for the branding, cosplaying, yeah, cost branding. That's Walt great. Disney's rolling in his grave. Um, I don't know about that. Uh, for the young ones, if you have a young ones, you can do some face painting all across the parks. Um, get your face painted like your favorite hero, uh, whether that's a she or he, doesn't matter. Um, there's going to be a big – do you remember by the uh, Imperial Theater in Frozen and Disney California, there's that big backdrop where it's like look like you're looking past like a big street? Yeah. Um, so that's they're actually redo that. They are they're temporarily redoing it as an Avengers Assemble photo backdrop, <laughs> um, so you can get yourself kind of in the Avengers um, Assemble backdrop. And last but not least, at the Animation Academy, which I think is um, one of the more underrated kind of activities or kind of buildings in Disney California, um, they always do drawing classes in there, learn how to draw like a, a Disney animator. But now they're learning how to uh, draw Marvel characters, draw comic book characters. Um, so that's very, very cool. Um, so yeah, those are eight ways to celebrate Marvel comics at Disney California adventure. It's running through, uh, early September is kind of what it appears to be. Um, yeah, it's very, very cool. So that is it for this week. That's it for next week. When we come back, um, towards the end of August, of course, we'll recap D 23. Um, we'll be looking ahead to September and film. Um, and we'll have some other great stuff for you guys, I'm sure, at that point. We're going to do a summer summer movie recap, right? We are going to do that. Um, either, yes. Yes, we are. Um, Remember, loser has to take a shot on air.
You agreed to it. Okay. I'm pretty sure I'm going to win. Okay. Uh, although we didn't really decide how we were going to grade it, so I'm just going to change it so I can win. Um, as always, please like, share, comment, rate, review, and subscribe. That is all the time we have for this week. Again, we'll be off next week. But for Mac, I'm signing out. I'm Joe. Have a good week, and uh, see you in a couple weeks.